Hello, welcome to 400 Thoughts. This is your host, The Driver, and this is episode 37. How's it going, Joe? Alright, so this podcast will be published a few weeks after um, the election, 2020 presidential election. Um, I'm only going to focus on the presidential election because that was the big one. To remind everybody who maybe didn't listen to episode 30, I believe it was, in which I expressed the... Right, I more or less explained the reasons why I was not voting uh, this this time. I could not do it for Trump. I could not vote for for Biden. I, I can't have buyer's remorse because I didn't purchase either of them. I currently live in Mississippi, which went to Trump. I think the, uh, the margin was wide enough in Mississippi for if I was to vote for Biden, it wouldn't have mattered. And if I did vote for Trump, it really wouldn't have mattered. So... That pretty much held true for where I thought I was going to go, uh, living in a state that is not a swing state at all. So uh, that that pretty much came true. But this podcast specifically will focus on kind of the the responses and the reactions of of the election and kind of my my thoughts of how things are going to go moving forward. So really, that only that only hinges on on one major thing is that. People know right now, before he is to become the president in January, or I mean, he, he's the president-elect, but get inaugurated and, and take take the position of presidency in January, that things will be radically different. For the better, um, and some people would say for the worse, and I'm going to be that annoying person that says, we have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know... And this is this is a, a minor point. It is an extremely minor point, but and it's it's nearly identical, though probably less frustrating for for people. Is if you were to record Joe Biden for more than sixty seconds, you have no idea what's going to come out of that man's mouth. Now, is that a big deal? No, not necessarily. He could jibber jabber and make a bunch of gaffes, and his policies could either be very helpful or not helpful. And how he presents himself may just be a, a quirk of his which is pretty much what everybody's been saying the last four years as well, is I don't like the way Trump presents himself, but I like his policy. Or he is a dumpster fire when it comes to speaking English language, and so are his policies. So there's really not, I mean, depending on how you interpret his policy proposals, um, it'll be probably similar, though not extreme. Trump's, I do not think Joe Biden will tweet with the veracity at random hours of the night with Kofefe tweets to... Yeah, just random stuff. So that'll be nice. Though, we didn't really need to focus on Trump's tweet unless people made them as much of a deal as they were. So, kind of jokes on, not necessarily the media, but I, I don't know, I would say the media because, yeah, he he was annoying, but you didn't have to point it out as much. Like, you didn't, you didn't have to give him that much attention. Yes, he's the president and he's using social media a little bit differently. I would say probably worse than than presence before him, but also he's the first president to really use social media personally as, as much as anybody else. So he's he's kind of a, a pioneer, but not a not a great pioneer. It's like if Lewis and Clark got lost several several times before they got to the Pacific. Just not pretty. So to go back to what this is actually about, this podcast is actually about how you doing Joe 
is I don't know how Joe's doing because he hasn't become the president yet. So this is a, I won't make any predictions of America becoming much, much better in the next four years because they might not. You know, COVID might devastate America in ways that might be without, be beyond the control or reasonable expectations for one executive chief to be able to manage because it's a freaking virus. Like he's one person, he can make policies that can respond to that. He can federally mandate certain things for us to do, but he can't control death and life. I mean, he's just one guy. Um, Or could the vaccine come out in February and uh, a lot of people's lives be saved due to the vaccine coming out? Yes. If it comes out in February, will he get credit for it? Maybe. Um, If it comes out January 1st before the inauguration, will Trump take credit for it? Probably. Yeah, he probably will. Should either of them take credit for it? Probably not. Probably the people that made the vaccine should should get the credit, just like SEAL Team Six should probably have taken all the credit for for getting Osama. But you know, if you're in the if you're in the office during the time, then you know, as a leader, you are responsible for and you can take credit for all the successes and failures while you're in the office. So, what what'll be probably the most frustrating is similar things were said of Trump when he was president. Of the reason why the economy is so good now is because. Um, Obama set things up so perfectly for you that you di- you haven't done anything and you are just writing off the curtails of Obama, which might have been the case, not an economist, or they could have been completely wrong and Trump actually did in- improve the economy quite a bit by reducing regulations and decreasing the the uh, corporate corporate tax from I think it was 20, no, it was 30% down to 25 or 21%, can't remember, corporate tax rate. So he might have, and now, now, you could say he's not the the economy, but aspects of the economy. So, stock market has been at record highs, unemployment record lows, uh, but overall well-being. Uh, you could still talk about wage stagnation. You could you could compare GDP performance to national happiness scores, which is not really taken root yet. We're still operating off of GDP for major financial reviews and whatnot. It's talking about the success of the country financially is mostly GDP or the health of the country is mainly financial and, and talks about GDP, but doesn't talk about like the, the national happiness index or anything like that, which I think would be pretty, pretty dope if we focus more on that of, yeah, we're making this much money. We're not making this much money, but you know, are we actually happy or not? And if we're not, what are the contributing factors for that? Yes, we might have an average income of this, but we're miserable because there are other factors that make people's lives miserable. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, where the heck was I going with that? Oh, so taking credit for things while you're in office, blaming things on the previous person or uh, Democrat saying that all the good things were actually aspects of the Democrat administration prior to him. So he's just taking credit for things that they actually put into place. That's going to be interesting for Joe now. So Joe, if bad things happen during your presidency, what is probably going to happen is things will be blamed on Trump of, you know, the economy was great and Obama set things in motion for them to succeed. And Trump, he monkeyed with it, even though when he was in office, the economy was doing fine until COVID hit, but he did do something. And that's why the economy sucks now that, and I mean, it's, it's all silly as how these things go is if, if things are going great, you take credit for it. If things are not going great, it's the other guy kind of screwed it up for me, which was similar to how, how Joe explained certain, um, policies when he was vice president is all the ones that did well or people did like 
I was instrumental in making that happen. I worked directly with the president to make sure that happened. Or if things were not great, well, you know, I I wasn't really involved in that. That was that was uh, Barack's call. I didn't I didn't really really have any part of that. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, I wish him luck. I would have this similar sentiment of of what uh, Dolly Parton said one time of of Donald Trump is that you know we whatever happens we should we should pray for Donald Trump and and hope that he's successful because to not do that would kind of hope that things would be bad for us. And I don't want Joe to have a unsuccessful presidency and for the country to get worse. I want him to be as very successful, very healthy. I, I hope he he remains healthy or gets whatever medical support he needs to have a healthy presidency. He seemed pretty exhausted during the the last six months of the campaign, so hopefully he'll get rested up and be able to, to lead from the front and, and be a, a strong, firm leader. So that's it's good, you know. I I want him to be successful, whether they're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever, whoever's in the office. I hope that they are healthy and safe, that nothing bad would befall them either by accident or by ill will from from lunatics that would try to harm them. There's a lot of things that I would hope would be successful about um, the next four years in America, and it's not contingent on the letter that follows these folks' names, them being Democrats, and it really didn't change that much with uh while trump was president you know he he identified as a republican you know i live in this country i want it to do well i want the economy to be strong i want everybody to be that's able to be employed to be employed i want everybody to be safe so they get through this coronavirus setup and i and i hope that other people that might not have voted for for joe to have those same beliefs and intentions that all the success that he brings to america will benefit everybody and if there are any shortcomings, that there are a good number of staff members that will support him and then get him back on track, or that if he does something wrong, that the media holds him accountable. And if um, I'm in a very different state right now of just trying to be hopeful and, and supportive, even though I'm never going to meet Joe Biden, I'm never going to meet the president, and I can't really influence his success or failure that much, but I'm just going to try to be optimistic some people and that's the weird thing is the people that voted for for joe biden are know he will succeed know he is a better answer and the people that didn't vote for him know he's going to destroy america and there's i don't know what's going to happen the next four years but i know it's got to be somewhere between those two polar opposites he might do some not great things to america through his leadership but he also probably won't run into the ground he might do some amazing things for America, but it probably won't be perfect. And that's fine. As long as we keep moving the ball forward just a little bit, I think I think that's okay. Just it's it's this whole zero sum sort of if he does anything wrong, it's a failure. Like for, for example, there were some things during the Trump administration I thought during his presidency went good for the country. And there were some things that were pretty horrifying. And he didn't really help that much with clarifying or, or lessening tensions. But at the same time, if I look back at the previous eight years with with uh, President Obama, they weren't great either. There were a number of school shootings and, and racially tense events that happened during his presidency. And, and obviously, President Obama is not pro-school shootings, and he's not 
pro, you know, racial unrest at all. And he shouldn't be blamed or maligned for those things happening during his presidency. But I mean, it's, it's tricky. Like I know that, uh, originally George W. Bush was, was Bush too, was planning on having just a domestic presidency. He was just going to focus on improving certain things and, and just kind of rebuild America. And then dang, nine months into his first term, September 11th happened and that changed everything. So maybe we're going to emphasize foreign policy and national security over 100% focusing on infrastructure or education. You know, he didn't plan on that. That's not what he talked about. And something happened. That happened. Barack Obama became president and everybody had extremely high hopes. I mean, obviously, hope and change was the big slogan. And, and some people that voted for Obama then ended up voting for Trump because they didn't feel like uh, Obama had really delivered on that hope and change that, that he had promised after eight years, that he might have done some some pretty good things, but overall they weren't satisfied. He wasn't the the figure that was kind of promised or that had been kind of explained to us. You know, he wasn't that great for whistleblowers. He didn't really lessen the, the number of casualties during the Iraq war with the expansion of the drone program, and he also did deport quite a few people that came through the southern border. He, he wasn't the perfect president, but I don't know of any perfect president. And you could go through every single one and find some parts of the policies that they put forward that weren't 100% brilliant. Now, some definitely were, were more devastating than others, and sometimes you need many years after the presidency to really know the, the full effects of that. So, I mean, during the mid-'90s, NAFTA probably looked like a good deal. Now, in retrospect, no, it, it actually kind of hurt a lot of uh, American companies and workers. So, in retrospect, it's it's not a not a great deal. I know Joe Biden's saying that probably as well as some of the policies that he helped get passed, and the 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 crime bill being the the most obvious one is he's he would repudiate that and say no, I I do not agree with that landmark bill that I helped uh, get passed. So. You know, things change, people's opinions change on things, and sometimes the effects of one administration aren't felt until years later. So it's, and that's another thing, is it's it's four years. So you're talking about a, a country of over 300 million people. It's a, it's a country. It's a country. So you're given four years to change the world, to, to be the leader of the free world, and to make the country better. And all in the, in the meantime, during those four years, you're probably still setting up some sort of plan to to get reelected or to to I don't know if I would hope that that Joe passes the baton because at the point of him ending his presidency he's going to be he's going to be up there and that's that's going to be really hard to watch um, so hopefully that I'm not saying he shouldn't be president for a second term I just don't see that really being being healthy form or being the best form but if he wants to he can he can try he can he can do whatever he wants it's a free country. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a it's a horrible job that I would never want to do, and I don't know if if it makes you brave or stupid for for wanting to get into the arena and and try to be the president. You know, I would I would be sympathetic to some libertarians that say that the the job of the presidency right now 
wields much more power than maybe the original founders believe they should have, and he controls way more facets than was originally designed. And, and I would hope that the more you can decentralize power, the better things can be for certain issues. Now, in the state of a national emergency, it's good to have strong federal leadership, but does that necessarily mean you know, the, the success or failure of hurricane or flood recovery is dependent on one person? Well, it's kind of shitty. Like, what if, what if Joe Biden deals with the, the largest number of fires or the, the most devastating hurricane to hit America, the most devastating earthquake to hit California during his presidency, and, and a lot of people die, and maybe the FEMA support doesn't come through perfectly? Should he be blamed for that? I mean, again, whatever good or bad happens during the presidency, they're going to take credit for or, or get blamed for. So it, I don't know. It's, it's really his choice. It's just, you know, you're, you're held responsible for all the, the good and bad things. It's, it's a rough job. It's a really rough job. So again, I wish him best of luck. I, I didn't vote for him, but I didn't, I didn't vote for the other guy either. Whoever's filling the position in this, this situation, it's, it's Joe Biden. So don't screw it up, dude. Hope you um, make some good decisions and that you uh, keep America safe from all threats, foreign and domestic, and that you uh, have a have a, a good and successful presidency. I wouldn't wouldn't want that to be any any differently. The only thing is, if Trump was to be president again, the message for this podcast would be a bit different. It would be throw away your damn phone, hit it with the hammer. Nobody cares about your thoughts at two o'clock in the morning. You've you've gotten things going with. North Korea, but be a little bit less of a dick, and maybe we can reconcile things there. Big fan of you not ignoring that Israel is a country that um, has the right to exist, but maybe maybe show more ability to work with with others besides besides that. I don't know. I actually, I have very very limited understanding of the Middle Eastern conflict as it relates to the land disputes of Israel, but I will say that they do deserve the right to exist, which is not always has not always been the case for foreign policy between the countries that surround Israel. Their their opinions differ on that statement as whether or not Israel deserves to. Uh, the Isra- excuse me, they got nothing against the land, but the people of Israel they they could uh, take or leave or bomb. So yeah, but uh, yeah, the message for Trump would be very different. Be be a little less douche. Um, if you're going to form allies or partnerships with people. Don't backstab them like you did the Kurds. That was a real dick move, and it showed a lack of leadership and a lack of fortitude. So don't ever fucking do that one again. But I don't have to say that message because he's not president again. And I hope, hope, hope he does not come back in 2024 for a season two uh, presidency because, you know, for all the things that I think he did do right in his presidency, I think he did a, a lot of really shitty things. And so I, I think uh, I don't think we need a second, second term. I think I think we'll be just all right. Without a, without a second term of Trump. So, again, this was uh, episode 37. How's it going, Joe? And um, this has been 400 Thoughts. This is your host, Driver. If you have any questions, comments, or things you'd like to add to the podcast, you can message us at 400 Thoughts on uh, Twitter or email us at 400, that's 400thoughts.thedriver at gmail.com. Tunes again were provided by DJ Man Cub. And for everybody out there, hope you guys are staying safe. And I'll talk to you soon.
Chronicles not going with that. Oh, 